Hello, everyone. Good day. Good afternoon. Hi, Alicia. Oh, hello. This is Jane A from Your Way Weight Loss. You know what? Sometimes I think about changing our name. I know we've talked about this. And I'm like, because like some podcast titles or um, yeah, titles, I guess, are like so catchy, like very podcasty, um, like the pod of something. Like I'm like, oh, but we have to have Your Way Weight Loss because that's always what we come down to. So I know we have to have that. We have to have Jane A, but like, how could it be sexier? I feel like J and A is quite catchy. Like it goes, like, you know what I mean? It's easy to remember. I agree. Cute. I just saw Dia go by with her, uh, bicycle. Cute. <laughs> I said, go get air. Jesus. Go breathe. Oh my God. And so, but she's like watching these videos. I don't know if these videos are acceptable. Okay. I haven't made a decision. Let's talk about it. Okay. What are they? There are these videos that are called M MSA. MSA videos, MTA, anyways, something, MSA videos. I'm going to Google that, MSA videos. Mm. Yes, okay, MSA videos. So they're basically like cartoon videos, but they're like- I know. Do you know what they are? Yeah, I think I've seen Piper watching them before. Okay, so like, are these not acceptable? That's not the word I mean. Uh, What's the word? Appropriate. Uh, Appropriate. I don't think so. I don't think so either. There was one moment where I, well, I looked at what she was watching and there was a character in her bra. And what's wrong with that? Uh, well, they were like making out. Like it was like. Okay. Okay. Making out in her bra. That's different than just, she's like in her bra, but wait. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Dia listens. I'm sure there's different kinds of MSA videos. I looked, I actually Googled are MSA videos appropriate. Like what is okay. the, what is the rating of these videos? Is it PG? Is it like, what are they? Are they rated R? Like, what are they? And I couldn't find any, um, review or uh, freaking opinion. I couldn't find an opinion on the internet on MSA. Okay. So, and, and I don't want someone else's opinion that doesn't really know. Like I want someone that's like, okay, like, I am a blah, 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 blah. And I've looked at a few, you know, MSA videos. And I think that there's, there might be some good things out of it, whatever, but it's just, it's made up shit. But then the, the, oh, this is what I read on the internet that the, uh, not producer, but the CEO of this company that makes MSA videos, uh, the producer, let's say director of these, he says, they're all real stories. And I'm like, "Mm," I listen to the stories with her sometimes. I'm like, Oh my God, like what is happening right now? There's a lot of like drama. It's drama, 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 drama. Okay. But then the, the, the right message is always the right. The message is always the right one, but they go through a lot of drama to get to the right message. Like the mean girl doesn't win. Okay. Uh, You know? So it's like, okay, I see where they're going with this, but there's a lot of like parents are divorced. Um, stepsister, um, brother is mean to the little sister. Okay. And honestly, when I listen to it, I'm like, cause I like, like to just lay with her and let her watch it without me being what the fuck, but that's what I want to say. Yeah. So I just like listen to it and I, cause I want her to listen to it with me. Cause at first I was like, what are you listening to? And she reacted to my reaction. Yes. And then she was like, kind of hiding. Yes. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to react that way anymore. I'm just going to like sit with it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, say exaggerate. It's okay. exaggerate. It's not real life. There's no way. Like it's like, but then at the end, the right message, like the, what it, how it should end. That's how it ends. Okay. 
Okay. She's obsessed uh, okay. with it. She's obsessed. She like okay. listens, like she like loves to watch the videos. Now I do like her doing that more than playing Roblox or like, it's like, I don't know what I want her to be doing on the iPad, but I need her to be on the iPad. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, I know that there's like settings that you can set a, on your, um, devices, mm. like you can set it to YouTube. So it's like only like friendly YouTube. There's right. a thing. Ask your tech guy. Okay. Which is Jeff. Honestly. <laughs> um, there's, there's like, oh, and also like name calling. So I'm like, I would never want her to behave the way they're behaving in the right. video. Yes. But then I think it's good that she is exposed um, to that behavior yeah. so that she can be like, I would not behave that way. And sometimes she's listening it, and I'm like, you wouldn't behave that way. Like we wouldn't talk that way to whatever. She's like, no, like, I'm just like, what? like it's entertainment. It's entertaining to them. And imagine like what we watch that we wouldn't do that, make those choices or we wouldn't behave that way, but it's entertainment. Like we watch shitty shows that like, we would never like behave that way or do those things, but we like being entertained. It's entertainment to her. I see it. I'm watching the little boy across the street. So who's like maybe seven mowing his lawn. Oh my goodness. It's like really intense. Like it's so cute. I'm going to like take a video. And if I remember I'm going to post it the day that we report this podcast, he's so cute. Oh my God. Jeff would never barely push the thing. Oh, at that age, they just want to help, huh? Cute. Yeah. Dia was washing. She's like, oh, daddy daughter time. I'm going to go wash the car. Uh, oh, whatever. That's yeah, nice. She, yeah. Cause he's like, oh, I'll say good night. I'm going to go wash my car. I'll come back when it's time to go to bed. She's like, oh, turned off her iPad. It's like, I'm coming with you. So that was really, so uh, and I would like to trust her. Uh, it's so hard right now. I'm struggling. It's hard. I'm struggling. I don't know it's- what, if I'm doing things right. It it's, it's hard. And only, and you know, what's the hard part? No one can tell you on the internet. You need to decide that for yourself. And it's like, do I wait till it's like too far too late? Do I, is there, am I, can I be proactive, but is proactive the right decision? Do I wait and trust that to see that she is capable to, uh, be the human I want her to be while watching these videos? Holy shit. Huh? It's deep. Do you have I, these I, thoughts? Do you, do you worry about these things? Uh, I don't worry about that. No, I don't like I, my kids that do not spend a lot of time on a device. Yeah. So it, that's just the way it is in my house. I've chosen yeah. that route. Um, also my girls have each other, my yeah. girls have each other. So like, you know what I mean? When they are not on their device, like they were in the playroom playing Barbies. Exactly. They have like a forever friend. Yeah. Whereas like, be- I don't have that clearly the easiest child alive and he's still yeah. rocking the Lego. Like he still wants Lego for his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He loves, yeah. He loves Lego. He loves. Lego. Um, it's like Dia is like that. I, I just like, even Noah, like Noah doesn't like, he just like, does say how little he's for, we can't like talk about Noah, but like, I feel like Dia is different. And like, she like grabs on, like, she like really, she, she goes on TikTok and then she like creates the the dances and like it's yeah, like yeah. literally and 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 I could be like you could be like oh I'm not creating self awareness here like your kid is addicted but like I feel I just feel like it adds value to her life like I I like and, and at the same time 
I don't have another option for her right now. <laughs> like I'm working your home. I, I don't know what else to, to do with you. So I'm like, go outside, do something, go see the neighbor if they want to play. Go breathe. Um, go breathe air. Exactly. Poor thing. Usually um, when they do, you do push them out They're They're fine. Do you know what I mean? They just sometimes need yeah. that little push. Yeah, exactly. So this uh, afternoon, is Noah, Noah's turning four, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. How's it going with his crib? Oh, it's going really well. You know that he doesn't like he can get out now, right? Oh, he gets out. Yeah, but well, no, well, we took down like one side. It was coming to the point where he uh, wanted to get like in the morning and like just get out, like you can get out and come see us instead of me getting out of my bed. Um, He doesn't get out though until he like yells. Mama, and I'm like, you can get out. But then I gave him permission. So sweet. So I'm like, if you see the sunshine, like through the, through the rideau, it means it's morning. So you can get out of your bed. So he gets up at like seven. And sometimes he just stays there and lays there. He's like, not like, yeah, he's, he's easy. Um, it's going well. He likes his little bed. He did not want a big bed. So that's fine. And at least I can give him access to, to getting out of his bed. That's what I wanted to give him just access to (laughs) zero rush. Yes, exactly. Um, so he's doing fine. He's doing great. He's still rocking the train life. And like, just like he's, you know what I mean? You got years ahead of you of the train of the trains. Oh Absolutely. my God. It's so cute. We watched, um, the other day, the kids did a toy story movie marathon and it was Ooh. like a rainy day and they watched all four toy story movies. Oh and my God. All of a sudden Alfie was like, I want my toy story toys. So like I had kept them in his memory bin because that was like, he want like the first thing he was into. So I went in the bin and they were all like, I had all of them. I had like Bo Peep. I had Jesse. I had Rex. I had Woody. They were happier than pigs and shit. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So that my Diaz- story is keep those, keep those things, keep those things. Um, Dia's always been, never been a playroom kind of person. Whereas Noah is like, would, I don't even like see him. And he's like, just like in his playroom doing his thing, loves his playroom. We'll walk downstairs and be like, see you. I'm going to tell me when we need to leave. I'm going to go in the playroom. Dia's never been that way. She's just always been more like being alone with us and like, just wants to to have another body with her. If she has friends over, then she she'll play. But if she's alone, like it is what it is. Anyways, that's my story right now. Wow. That's your story. And I keep us updated on what you decide and how you feel. And it, that's a tough. And I think, well, I think only- probably so many other parents can relate to, <clears throat> especially in the summer, figuring out that balance of how much screen time, what they're actually watching, how much control should you take over it? How much control yeah. do we give to them? That that's those, these are difficult conversations. And they're so different from one kid to the next 100%. Like every kid is different. So that's why you can't look at what my family does or what I do with one of my children and apply it. Like it has to be your way. Yeah, yeah, it really does your parenting skills, your parenting way, exactly. Um, Yeah, so I'm just like, I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, is she too young? And then, but I know it's not age, it's the kid. Like you can't look at the age. It's like the kid itself, because like every kid is so different. Like people would have been, when they saw me with, um, in Florida, when Dia was four turning, uh, no, when she was just turning four that summer, I was pregnant with Noah where we did a two week trip with just her and did the full Disney experience. And everyone's like, Oh my God. Like, okay. So I thought maybe my kid was too young. I'm like, Oh, don't look at the age. Look at the kid. Not every four-year-old can stand in line. Not every four-year-old is into this vibe of crowds and heat and, and like, so don't look at 
the age of my child, look at your child. If your child is a cranky, annoying child at a festival, it's going to be super annoying. He doesn't know it's Disney. He doesn't care. Like yeah. you, you need to know that, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't expect your kids to be like, thank you so much for bringing me to Disney and spending yeah. a trillion dollars over here. Like they do not know that. So no. you are doing this, for, you're doing this for you. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. get you Disney people, but we can coexist. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So uh, good. Cause we're talking about kids today. Talking about children and hunger. Yes. So we kind of touched on it on the last podcast and I was thinking about how you were talking about like asking your kids if they're actually hungry. And there's kind of two things that sometimes we do with our children that I don't think we're doing them any favors when it comes to teaching them to, cause essentially don't we just want to live in a world where we listen to our hunger? Like, wouldn't that be an amazing world? I think a lot of our members would love to have that skill. Right. And it's almost like we do have, we're born with that skill. And then we F it up. We F it up. Absolutely. Whether it's our environment and our parents contributed to that, whether it's, you know, what we had access to or didn't have access to, whether it's all the diets we started doing, but we F that up at some point. Some people never F it up, but most of us do F it up at some point. And I think about how sometimes we're so focused on the rules for the kids, even more so than ourselves. Like Mm. the Neil, what did Neil do? He brought the kids brought the kids to McDonald's and he let them get whatever they wanted. So they got a big Mac meal and a side of nuggets. I, I obviously I, I'm into this. This like, is, my, this is, this is, this is literally my order. Did they so get they, a diet Coke? <laughs> so they get home and like, I know them, they must be stuffed. Mm. So I don't offer them supper that night. Like I do not offer them supper. It gets to be six 30. And one of them goes, did we eat supper? And I was like, are you hungry? And they said, yes. I said, could I make you a smoothie? And they were like, yeah. So do you know what I mean? I was like, I knew that they shouldn't be hungry for a while. So why don't I let them ride that out? I see what you're saying. Um, And I do think that it's, uh, um, I think that you and I have like different, like obviously the way we like feed our kids is different, but like Uh, And I think that adds up to the conversation as well. Like, as in like people will enjoy how we like do things differently. But I think that that piece though, we're on the same page where it's like, I will ask, like, I know when it's like, you're, you're hungry right now. I can tell. And I know what you've eaten so far. And I like yesterday, poor Dia. So we only got to lunch and the lunch took forever. And like, I'm like, you only ate a piece of toast. And I asked you to bring a snack. She did, but she didn't want to eat it. And she was feeling sick in the car. She's like, oh, I feel sick. Like, can I put the window down? Obviously my nightmare. So I was like, you're clearly starving. She was pale. And I was like, you are hungry right now. When the rice and the fish arrived, you should have seen her poor little thing. Okay. And uh, I was like, we're going to order you a drink. At least you'll get something in your belly, like whatever. So she, that was hunger, but then like, I knew she had eaten a fish and chip with rice. Um, and then some, um, candy like all afternoon. And that was at 2 PM. Like she didn't have an afternoon snack at 3 PM. No, you know what I mean? Um, but I think that we're on the same page. We like see what our kids eat and we're like, you, you're not hungry. Okay. So let's talk about that. Don't you find that our members tell us, and we know by experience that like, People lose sight of what hunger even is. And we use that language um, 
because it's like when you say you're hungry, everyone understands that and everyone will react to it. So when your kids tell, tell you you're hungry, they're just looking for a reaction to you. They might not be hungry. They just know that you're going to react to it because you have in the past. They're basically saying, I want food. And I, this is hard for me in a sense, because my face is a trigger to my children for food because I'm the food provider. Like Neil just okay. like, doesn't do that. He just like, doesn't open the fridge. Um, so basically if I, let's say I'm working and then I walk downstairs, but they've literally just finished lunch. They'll be like, I'm hungry, but I know they're not. Mm. It's like, they're triggered by my face. But yes, it's those, those kids are telling us I'm hungry. And sometimes we just, and also think about our jobs as moms. When we first started to be a mom, what is your one job to feed them and to put and them make to sure bed. they're not hungry. And how many of us that are listening to this, who had children were worried that their kids weren't getting enough food at the beginning of their life. So that's yeah. how we begin our lives as mothers. And mm. some of us still like hold on to that, even though our mm. kids can use their words, even mm. though they can go into the pantry, we're still almost like holding on to that. Like, but what if they didn't eat enough? Like, what yeah. does that even mean? Exactly. And I think that it, it all starts with most of society. So these people, like people like you and I raising children themselves struggle with their relationship with hunger. Yeah. And so, and, and have probably not felt hungry in a very long time because yeah. society is dealing with an epidemic d'obesité. So like, it's like, it's that cycle of like, this is how I feel. So, and I don't know if you're like that, but sometimes I'm really hungry and I'm like, you must be so hungry. Absolutely. Or if I'm full, there's not a chance you're hungry. Absolutely not. You're not hungry. I know. It's so interesting that happens. Okay. Even though Um, they maybe haven't eaten the same as me. I know. So one thing though, for me is just, I don't care if you're eating or not eating. It's not about like, oh, feeding them, not feeding them. It's not about their weight. This is not the conversation, you guys. The conversation is the language being used. And I'm like, you just finished a meal. So when it's literally after you just consumed food, a meal, you cannot, you're not hungry. Maybe you're not full. Maybe you want more, but don't use the language. I'm hungry. Cause I think if, if any time they want food, they think they're hungry. It really doesn't create a good relationship with what true hunger is. You know, like sometimes Dia after she's like, Oh, I I'm, I'm hungry. I want uh, popcorn. A uh, popcorn is a thing here um, at night. And I'm like, I don't think you're hungry because you just had supper. So there's no way at this moment you're like, like so hungry, but you just want popcorn. Cause that's our routine. You have popcorn. We sit, we watch a show. So like you, you want popcorn because there's a show. Just say that I want popcorn. Don't say like I'm that. hungry. I just don't like use your you're hungry. not trying to change her behavior. You're no. trying to change her language. I love yeah, that. That's and what I, I do. And I'm the same. Like there's times yeah. where, again, same here. If we're watching a movie, because like, oh, we have movie treats. And I know sometimes they're not hungry for movie treats. So it's just like acknowledging that. And there's a time and space to eat even when we're not hungry. Let's be honest. If we try and live in a world where we only eat when we're hungry, that's not reality. I think it is uh, like, it's all the way you approach it. Like I, well, first of all, I had someone, uh, a member told me that she is still dealing with like trauma from her mom, uh, really pushing her to lose weight, yeah. uh, her mom saying like, close the fridge for you, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, that for me is like a big no, no, but of course you do you and you're within your own walls and these are your kids. But like, that is something that I definitely don't want to come out of my mouth if yeah. ever like, and I, I do believe that my mom, like even as, so I was the, the overweight kid. Right. And my mom only approached the subject once I approached the subject. And I think yeah. that's a good, good way to do it is 
just always be there to listen. And even if you have an opinion that your kid maybe is overweight or according to you should lose weight, that is not up to you. They are their own person. I know you're their parent, but you have to realize that they have to create their own life right now, you guys. And I'm learning that in in my, like the content that I'm taking in. And there's tiny spaces where there is organic opportunities to have conversations. And you know, when your kid kind of opens that up, don't shut that down. Like use that as an opportunity to kind of have a conversation. Listen to listen. Phoebe had a moment, um, where she was talking about her body. Phoebe's so aware of her body and what it looks like. And she was, she said that she was embarrassed about the way her thighs looked in her shorts. Isn't that so sad at her age? She's just, it's not even like what she's taking in from the world. It's just like, she is just so aware of her body and what it looks like. She's also like, I shouldn't say not what she's taking in the world. I watch her in public and she just watches people. Like she's looking, she's looking at the teenagers. She's looking what they're wearing. She's looking at the size of their body. Again, like we talked about every kid is so different. So I just said to her, look at mommy's thighs when she sits down. This is how a body This is what a body looks like. And then we talked about what the job was of our thighs. And it was like, obviously a heartbreaking moment that my not even eight-year-old is aware of this. However, I grabbed that opportunity, talked about what our our thighs do for us, talked about what's common for a body and their thighs, and we moved on. And I will just continue to take small opportunities, whether it's about food or whether it's about the way her body, whether it's about hunger to have those conversations. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Because I'm thinking about me and my intentions behind talking to my mom about my body and how I, it started when I was, you know, 12 or 13 and weighing over 200 pounds. Like it started with me just like Phoebe, like I was into fashion. I was into shopping. I was into how I looked. I was into that. And And my mom wasn't like shoving that away because I am into that. And you always say like, Piper's not into that. You know what I mean? He's not, it's just different. Yeah. And she might be later, like nothing stops her from being into how she looks when she's 16, but sometimes it's just sooner. And we shouldn't, again, it's not the age, it's the kid. And I think that maybe for Phoebe, it's going to be sooner. Just like for me, it was sooner. It was like 12, 13. My mom could have been like, you're fine. Like, we'll deal with this when you're like a little older and more mature. But what if I am mature? What if, what if I'm the kid that's the 12 year old that can handle this conversation and that can handle change? And, and, and so I shouldn't say you're too young to worry about that. Who am I to say that you are, she is worried. She is worried. So yeah, you can't. So what you have to do is walk her through it. It's so important. That's what I'm learning through the content that I'm taking in about teenage years. And again, it's, it's, there's no age. It's your kid is there mentally. Your kid is having those thoughts. And so you shouldn't be like, you're too young to worry about that. They are worrying about it. They're talking to you about it. So sometimes it's heartbreaking because they are so young and maybe it's not as common, but like, this is still what your kid is going through. So I I think that's really important. And she is having those thoughts. And our job as a parent is not to push through the the emotion and the anger that our teenagers or whatever our kids are going to go through. It's literally, this is the space they have. I read this post from that girl that I, that did a live in that, in the common parent group, her name, I'll tell her, I'll tell you after Karen, something anyways, I like her. Obviously now I follow her on Insta and I like her content, but it was like, your kid is going through anger and frustration in a world where we're pushing happiness. 
And I was like, c'est vrai. Like I push happiness on my, my own platform. Right. Yeah. But I'm a, yeah. but I'm a grown ass adult that yeah. needed to go through anger and frustration and yeah. emotions and whatever. Yeah. So I think that it's good. She's like, you cannot push happiness as a, as an adult and think that like your kid needs to go through this anger and frustration because that's their space in this world, but it's hard. They have so much anger and there's no space for it. Because, oh, you have to be grateful now. You have to be happy now. That's the, what we see on the internet, right? Like, be grateful for everything. Positivity, positivity. Well, shit, they're going through some hormonal changes. Like, they're not happy and positive right now. Yeah. So that that made me feel like, like okay, like, because I'm a... I live in that world of positivity and gratefulness. And like, you should be grateful for the life you have. Like I say that a lot, you know, yeah. to, to Dia. And then I'm like, shit, I need to leave space for her being mad and upset yeah. and not grateful. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, sometimes I find Neil is not good at that with emotions with the kids. He's like, well, you shouldn't feel that way. And I'm like, Neil, like, yeah. but he does feel that way. Like, so validate their feelings. We don't have to be like, oh, but like, let's validate it and then like move on and help them tools to deal with it. But we, we can never tell someone that they shouldn't feel a certain way that yeah, exactly. that's just not fair. That's even not fair. Children. Yeah. Even our children. And we feel like we give them everything. Like, we're like you, you have literally the best life ever, but they need to go through this life and they're not creating, probably they're not developing the person you think they will be. So they're need to, like, they need to do their shit and they need yeah. to figure out. And it's really hard. Anyways, that's the content I'm taking in. And you know what? One of the biggest thing you just talked about, Neil, is the, the difference between, uh, the mom and the dad and just yeah. like that disconnect. And I was like yeah. telling Jeff, I'm like, I'm going to be annoying when it comes like, like right now I'm annoying about the language around food with Jeff yeah. and he's, he's annoyed with it. And I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to be so annoyed with how I'm going to parent our teenage daughter. Yeah. Like, cause you're going to be like, what the, and I'm like, but she, I'm doing it. I want to do it. Like, I think I is right for us. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well that, that come along for that ride guys. <laughs> yes, exactly. We have some good years ahead of us of like oh, really, really fun content. We got this. Yeah. The world will keep following. I mean, well, thank you guys so much for listening to us yeah. talk about a deeper child topic, but I'm sure yeah. most moms can kind of relate to the fears and concerns of iPads and bodies and, and food and all the things that come with being a mom. And at the end of the day, you know, the, the strategies or the changement of language that we're trying to uh, have within our own households is, is definitely relatable to your own brain. So that's like, you have language up in your own brain about your own hunger cues and how you speak around your hunger work yeah. on that. You guys, because I'm really trying to focus on like, you're not hungry right now. You just want an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Like you're not hungry though. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but, or right after my very delicious lunch, and I'm going and I'm eating a Reese's cup. Like I'm not hungry, yeah. but I want a Reese's cup to yeah. the physical. Like you don't just eat when you're hungry. That's not the life we live though. No, it's not. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good talk. Okay. okay everyone, you know what to do. You need to follow us everywhere. Um, you need to make sure that you follow Alicia because she is leaving in four days from today. And we also have our staff party uh, this Saturday. So make sure that you follow us and you follow us on social media so that you can see what we're up to. We're probably going to do a TikTok of some sort together. We did one last year um, and we were so drunk. 
Oh my God. It was hilarious. It was, and I was the bartender and I intend to do it again this year. All the cocktails, all the cocktails. Hopefully the weather will be nice. Um, we love you. We appreciate you as always keep doing your thing. Keep sharing reviews, all of that. That helps people us have higher, um, views or downloads, whatever we want to call this, um, and follow us on all platforms and join us. It's time. It's time. Okay. Bye. Bye.